Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I think I'm going to just minister right down here tonight. Does that sound all right to you? Hey, if we've got it going on in here, but it's not happening out there, this isn't the real place to be. That was excellent tonight. That video really hits the spot, doesn't it? Yeah? So tonight um, is our family night. Okay? In a moment, we're going to go to God's Word. Family night, meaning we're going to talk about marriage. For those who are married or those who desire to be married, we're going to talk about marriage tonight. Okay? And we're going to use the ABCs all the way through, but we're not going to get them all done tonight. Aren't you glad? And on top of that, I made sure I brought my iPhone up here so, so, so that you feel comfortable in knowing that I'm not going to keep you. We, we know that we're in the middle of the week. We know that FCAT testing and EOC testing is going on, and we know that all of us, have work responsibilities during the week. So it's not how long we're here, but how well we're fed while we're here. Yes? So this evening, all the handouts, as we get ready for God's Word, I want some men to come forward, please. This is all about your differences are a good thing. This one is five steps to building your Christian marriage, Dr. James Dobson on principles of marriage, keys to a godly marriage. All you got to do is just put your hands up if you'd like one, okay? And then this one, the last one, when the guys get back up here, steps to marriage reconciliation. How many know if you've been married very long, you're going to have a fight? I forgot. I was at church. I forgot. You don't tell the truth at church. If you've been married for just a little while, there will be a fight. There will be a disagreement. You're going to see things differently. So tonight we're going to take a look at how to build strong homes. And you can be single in here tonight and you want this because it's going to help you before you get started. The last one, Steps to Marriage Reconciliation. So now, Father, as we get ready for your word, I just thank you that you're going to minister to our hearts. I thank you for the impact of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that what you have for us tonight is more than enough. And I thank you that you're going to speak to our hearts this evening. Thanks, men. How many got at least one copy of something? Good. The last thing I want to hand out, because I think it's that important, you're going to get to see things up on the screen. 
but I have notes for everything we're going to say tonight. You know why? Because our nation is in trouble. Our states are in trouble. Our churches are in trouble. Because marriages are in trouble. So once a month, some, some of those Wednesday nights during these months, we'll do videos. You'll be able to actually hear speakers like Jensen Franklin and many others. But then there will be times when I'm going to absolutely talk about from this level what it means to have homes that are built upon godly principles. So these that are being handed out are the notes for tonight. All right? We're going to get through A, B, C, D, and F this evening. A, B, C, D, and F this evening. The other day Joshua said, hey, Dad, there's a song I really like on Pulse 106.9. I said, what's that? And he said, it's this one. It's playing right now. Turn it up. And he's riding with me in the truck. And I said, it can't go any louder. That's it. And don't be messing with my truck. i got to keep this radio. And here's the title of it. Let them see you in me. Powerful song. How many have heard that song? Let them see you in me. And so I started thinking about that at two levels. Level number one, how am I doing at the house? Does my wife and my children, are they seeing Christ through me? And then number two, I bet you thought I would say the church. No, because everybody can do it here. I took it straight to the schools. And I said to myself, I wonder how many of the faculty members and the students see Christ in me. Not that I'm going around delivering Jesus in every situation, but that Christ comes through. So tonight, we want to take a deep look at how important it is for Christ to be seen in our lives. Because, listen, church tonight, if it doesn't work at home, and it's not working in the marketplace, this is a facade. And the key verse tonight, as you know, you're going to be able to follow right along with me, is Colossians 1.27. And there it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, people all the time like to talk about, man, I want to go to a church where the glory of God shows up. But if the glory of God doesn't show up at home, it can't show up here. I mean, what, you think it's going to show up in these chairs? Come on. You bring the glory of God. And you bring it from your home. You want to make a difference in the community? Let Jesus be seen in you in the marketplace. That doesn't mean you're perfect, but it does mean you know how to manage from a different level because you know Christ in you is the hope of glory. There's a couple quotes that I've put in there for you. I love the one by Bill Cosby. It's pretty cool. It says something like this, for two people in a marriage to live together day after day is unquestionably the one miracle the Vatican has overlooked. That's a good one. I like Bill Cosby. I always used to watch his show. I love Bill Cosby. All right? Again, I'm not talking about a man being perfect. I'm not talking about everything he believes or stands for I would support. But there's a lot of humor 
There's a lot of good things that Bill Cosby brings to the table. Then the next one, you have it right there in front of you tonight. Before marriage, a man will lie awake at night thinking about something you said. But after marriage, he'll fall asleep before you finish saying it. You know that's true, baby. That's true. Come on. And all the ladies are laughing and all the guys are looking at it like, you know what, if I had a baseball right now, I could hit home plate and you're standing on it. Come on, man. You know that's true. When we were in those courting moments, man, we were all ears. I was like, yes, absolutely. Just have at it. I'm listening forever. And now we're married and it's like, can we shut this off? Come on now. So the question tonight is this. How can we make sure that he's being seen in the home through us? And we're going to take the ABCs and we're only going to get through letter F tonight. You've got everything in front of you. So you're going to be able to follow right along. The Spirit of the Lord, that would be the Holy Spirit, gave these to me, not the ABCs. He gave to me the keys that can develop your relationship. Let's begin tonight, shall we? Number one, it is critically important that we come to a place where we, first of all, accept who we are. Strengths and weaknesses. And then accept that person in our life with their strengths and their weaknesses. Acceptance is huge. I want to cover each of these tonight. I want to tell you something. There are more battlegrounds that have been drawn in the sands of time, in the home, because we broke down in the area of accepting each other. When you let me have it my way, I'll accept you. No, 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 no. You come each day with an attitude of, I'm accepting you because he's accepted me. If you want your marriage to go long-term, forever, you've got to come to a level of acceptance. Their strengths and their weaknesses. But before you begin developing that, you have to accept where you're strong and where you're weak and admit it. I know we love all the great power preaching, but sometimes I don't think it's worth a dime. I did say dime, by the way. And you can translate that if you'd like. Because I want it to be so practical that you can't miss it. I don't want ever for you to sit underneath anything that I'm teaching or preaching and just getting goosebumps when the bottom line is it's critical for me to understand just like God has accepted all of my imperfections and all of my weird ways, he also accepts Robin and expects for me to do likewise. That's real good teaching right there. I knew it would be quiet tonight. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Pause right there. There is the very knockout punch that destroys acceptance. Selfishness. I love God's word. 
Yesterday was a very important day, and I was going to keep the young people for just a second, and I chose not to so I could deliver it to you. Yesterday was April the 22nd, 2014. None of you are surprised. It was 10 years ago yesterday that Pat Tillman was shot and killed in Afghanistan. Friendly fire by a fellow ranger while he was screaming out, because I watched the hour program yesterday, as he was screaming out, who he was, and who he represented. But he still went down. But out of that, he said this, I don't mean after he died. Out of all of those experiences that he went through, this is what he said. Develop a passion for principles. That's what took him from the NFL, saying goodbye to all the money, and going to become a ranger and serving after 9-11. After he had gone on his first tour, he came back home and the Seattle Seahawks said, we'll pay you big bucks if you want to come join us. He said, I'm not done. I want to go back. Now, what are, Pastor, what are you talking about and why did you bring him in? Principle number one, we have got to learn to accept ourselves the way he does and then we accept that special person in our lives. And the sooner you take the blinders off, the better you'll be. And if you want a breakdown in your marriage, just become selfish. Number two, God doesn't only want us to accept each other. God wants us to believe in each other. For some of you that have gone through difficult times and let's say your first marriage did not go so well, but God has honored and given you a second opportunity. I want to tell you, don't bring anything forward from the past. If you are looking to get into a new relationship and you want God to bless that, you must leave all of your old baggage at the airport. On the last flight. How do I do that? You've got to start practicing Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. I have found this is a long term principle. I have found that when Robin and I individually and together are practicing Isaiah 40 31. It's incredible how we just have strength to believe in each other. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Are you ready? I I was thinking the same thing. How does this verse fit in with believing in each other? It has a lot to do with this. When we no longer build ourselves up and build each other up and have a renewed strength through God's word, all of a sudden, the world begins to tear you down and you start looking at each other and going, inside, I've got questions. And then all of a sudden, our attitudes and our actions begin to reveal what we're really carrying. Lack of belief in each other. And then finishing that verse, it goes on to say that they will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. How many have found out there's life after the honeymoon? I'm just, I'm just checking. For those of you that are single, that's all you're thinking about. 
You will come home. You will face the daily chores and all of the responsibilities and all the rigor that comes with marriage. God wants you to be able to keep running long term. God wants you to be able to walk long term. God wants you to continue believing in each other just like you did when you exchanged vows. It is critical not only that we accept, but that we believe. And I want you to see this. And I'm trusting tonight that Pat Tillman absolutely had things squared away with Jesus Christ before he left this earth. Because these are powerful principles. To the degree that you accept yourself and each other, to that degree, your belief system grows in each other. And listen, you couldn't get a jackhammer in here to tear that out of my frame. It is so ingrained in who I am that it is by principles that our lives can be established and God can take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. I want you tonight, when you go home, if you are married, I want you to look at that person and say, I really do believe in you. And when we don't, it's merely a reflection that we've lost it towards ourselves. Let's go to number three. And the moment you begin believing in each other, and some of the quotes, they don't always have to appear right here. You now have them. The neat little quote, while one's clapping, all of that stuff underneath there, you carry that. So there's a time when we're celebrating, how, how will I know that I'm really believing in my spouse, or he's believing in me, or she's believing in him? How does that work? Because you celebrate each other. You're not dogging each other, you're celebrating each other. And that always shows up through commitment to each other. I do want us to go to Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Check out what this young lady said. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God. Man, you know what? I think you're beautiful, but I can't stand your family. Or like, wow, you are really the man. Like, I see all that you have to offer, but I can't stand your parents. Don't marry. Because when you marry him or you marry her, you're marrying their family also. I'm just trying to help you tonight. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. That was a powerful moment in the life of young Ruth. I'm not going to go deep into that story because that's a powerful story within itself. But boy, did she understand commitment. Oh, how she understood covenant. How many know that feelings come and go, but covenant remains? You know, you turn to your spouse one day and go, yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know either. But something beyond all that stands true, and that's covenant. If you're single here this evening, and or you are making a recovery from something that was destructive and a disaster in your life, build with someone who understands covenant. 
All of the weddings that I've been doing over the last few years, I emphasize covenant, covenant, covenant. You see, the strength of a marriage isn't just your commitment to each other. It is a commitment to a covenant. And the covenant provides a covering. God provides that covering. You all getting this tonight? The quote I want to give to you this evening. Marriage is a total commitment and a total sharing of the total person with another person until death. I know the world says, until you no longer let me have my way. Or you're no longer meeting my needs. But that quote should really help to carry us. It is a commitment of the total person to the total person until God calls one or both home to be with him. Y'all got that tonight? Commitment. So it doesn't matter if I've had a great day or if Robin's had a bad day. We are covenant connected. And we honor that covenant. And we figure out what are we doing that's causing us uh, the turmoil and get it squared away. Let's go to the letter D. Let's go back over what we've got so far. Man, Pastor, we have it right in front of us. Remember, I'm not just a preacher. I love to teach. Acceptance is critical. And I have good news for you. The longer that you're married, the easier it is to take the other person for granted. When you're in the first few years, man, it's like, whew, honeymoon all the time. Well, sometimes. But as you have been together for years, it's easy just to kind of go, okay, whatever. Hey, are you home? Glad you're home. Or sometimes get so wrapped up in what you're doing, you don't even greet each other. But the strength of the relationship is the covenant that you made. Wow, we're already at letter D. We're in great shape. You're going to be done early. We're going to freak everybody out. We'll get to go and stand in the, in the uh, buzz room where the young people are and wait on them tonight. I am really concerned that we begin doing life the way God wants us to do it at home in the marketplace, and then all the benefits show up here. Because, look, folks, if I'm not doing it right at home, and I'm a horse's rear end in the schools, this is a joke. And it won't take long for people to go, we really do know him outside, and that's not the same person. Because we can all get dressed up in our Sunday best on Sunday. But we all take our clothes off at home. And I'm not trying to get in anything in wrong thought. But the real person shows up at home. And then it really shows up in the marketplace. Your marketplace. My marketplace. Like right now with FCAT and EOC and all of the stuff and figuring out who's going to be returning to their homeschool and what students are going to be retained at Hilltop and Summit. Oh, those are fine moments. <laughs> and wonderful phone calls to make to parents. 
who are convinced that their children have been doing an excellent job. And then you let them know um, they've not done anything the last nine weeks. What I'm saying is we've got to show Jesus, not just in here, but like the video, we've got to do it out there. But if I treat everybody good here, and I treat everybody right there, and I don't bring anything home. I always bring something. And I don't bring anything home for my wife. I've got issues. I had better have something left over or just kept in reserve. So when she walks in, she wants to walk out real quick like, whoa, whoa, way too much going on in there. Okay, for those of you that don't understand She'll tell you. No, don't tell them. Don't, no, please don't. Don't, no, I'm not going to tell. Y'all would freak out if you really knew how much fun I try to have with my wife in our own private moments. And I don't mean crazy, stupid stuff. But folks, you've got to keep it alive. You've got to have a little bit of John Travolta in you. I don't care how big you are. You've got to have some staying alive power. I look at relationships as like God, Jesus. Woo! And then I just turn it off so I don't think. I, just, I don't, geez, wow. I mean, you want a relationship where it's fun and you're enjoying each other. And people around you know that you enjoy each other. So God wants us to accept each other. God wants us also to believe in each other. And listen, it's easy to do that. When everything is smooth. But when you've been married a while, we will all show each other, I messed up. Or I messed up. Does that stop the flow of believing in each other? No. We move into reconciliation immediately. Reconciliation is too big of a word. We make up. Not for any fringe benefits, but for the strength. Thank you, gentlemen. I knew you'd love that. Of course I want to make up with her, because I know the reward. I'm not talking about that. That's going to be later when we get to that letter. You might not want to be here that night. I'm going through the alphabet, ladies and gentlemen. When I get to that letter, it's amazing how all of you know the, the anointing of the Lord is really strong in here. I haven't even told you what the letter is, and you're all laughing and giggling. When we get to that letter, I'm going to let it fly that night. So you might want to sit way in the back or not even show up. I've always told my wife, now I'm really in trouble. And this is going to be on podcast. I've always told my wife there are two great gifts that God has given to mankind. One, salvation. And the second one, you can figure it out on your own. And a young man in the ministry said, God said it was good. And I've been saying amen ever since. So I'm real concerned. See, if you can't laugh and giggle in this house, I'm real concerned where your heart and your eyes are outside the house. <clears throat> if you take care of home, there'll be no need to roam. You might want to write that one down. If you take care of home, there'll be no need to roam. But when there's things not being taken care of at home, you may be a part of what's happening outside of home. You see how easy it is for me to drift away from all my notes? 
and just allow the Holy Spirit to begin to minister? Let me say it again. You take care of home, there'll be no need to roam. Wear him out. You guys quit. You guys are egging me on. I'm looking at you. I can see in your faces and your eyes like, come on, just keep coming. My wife's up here going. Because she knows she lives with me. She has lived with me for many years. And it gets better. It gets richer. You know why? Because of our devotion. Our devotion to him and our devotion to each other. Look with me, if you will, please, in John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. I know you're thinking, but that's L. No, true devotion is love. True devotion is sending text messages to each other. I haven't figured out, you know, I'll send a a text like, and you are my sweetheart. And she'll write something back, and she puts little faces and features on it. And it's like, what do you want for lunch? Come on, men. Am I alone out here? Oh, wow. There's at least two men. Three. Devotion is critical. With all of the latest that we have in technology, why don't we take the time to text each other, husbands and wives? No, I don't text women unless it's ministry-related or school-related. No, I don't do that. No, I will not do that. You know why? Because I remember what the old man used to be like. I'm talking about the old nature, long before I came to the cross. So I don't need to revisit where I've already And some of you had better stop revisiting where you've already been. Dr. James Dobson said, Don't marry the person you think you can live with. Marry only the individual you think you can't live without. I made that decision back up in North Carolina. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because what I saw. It's because I could tell she had something that I knew would make a difference in my life. Now I'm not in that letter word anymore. I saw the depth, I saw the character, I saw exactly what she had that would help model the new person in me. That's what you want. That's not a weakness, that's a strength. Two halves coming together make a whole. Come on now. Come on now. God wants us to be so devoted to each other that absolutely not even our kids can get in the way. How many of you have children? Man, you know how they do us. They are slick. Are they not? But when they see the strength of that devotion and they see the strength of that covenant, man, you know what? That's what they're going to want to walk in. But when they know that their home is hell on earth, the last thing they want to do is get married. They don't mind just going and getting it up. Never mind, I'll talk about that later. I want our children and our grandchildren and this house to know she and I have got a good thing going. And we've been through some stuff. All you got to do is be in ministry and you're going to go through stuff. More stuff than you can even consider. Tonight, be devoted to each other. Tonight, live in commitment to each other. Tonight, believe in each other. Tonight, accept each other. 
And now we come down the stretch. Encouragement is in. Oh, it's so huge. It's so important. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. How many know sin's deceitful? It'll show you what you want, and then when you get it, you wish you'd never had it. Many people walk into sin because they're lacking someone to encourage them. Not into sin, but into walking with Christ. That's, you know, that's, gonna, that's not going to be on the board. That's not going to be on your paper. Let me say it again. There are weary souls all around us. People that are laden and weighed down just with the issues of life. Not sin, but because we will not build them up. Because we will not encourage them. It opens up the floodgate for sin to appear. There's nothing like pumping up somebody and encouraging them and reminding them. Oh, yes, you can. It's inside of you. But listen, to do it for everybody else and not be an encouragement to my wife. Ooh. So I have got to be in her corner every day encouraging her. So that when I retire, she continues to work. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing a little bit. But we are called. We are called to encourage I mean, if I go to work and I encourage kids and I encourage the staff and I have motivational things up there in all of our faculty meetings, but I don't encourage my wife, I'm not, I'm not living out the song very well. We want them to see Christ in us. And men, this is going to be hard on us because we know how we think, don't we, men? Oh, he's given me a link. He's given me a link. Of course I'll encourage her. Come on, baby. Come on. No, with nothing in your back pocket. Notice how I said that. Sometimes I get weary being around Christians. I like being around lost people. Because it's like, you guys want to break loose, but it's like, but we're supposed to be... No, God wants you to be alive. God wants you to be real. God wants you to be authentic. God never called you to be religious. I said to you on Sunday, there were two realms of people that put Christ on the cross. Are you ready? They weren't sinners. They were the religious and the politicians. They were the ones that had him hung up. I don't want you to be religious. But men, we can't have anything in the back of our mind or anywhere else thinking, okay, pastor said, if I start encouraging and I didn't say anything was coming your way right away. Just build her up. Wives, build him up. Down the stretch we go. Last one. I love Zig Ziglar. He's home with the Lord, by the way. Great quote by Zig. Many marriages would be better if the husband and the wife clearly understood that they are on the same side. I look at a lot of marriages and man, I can see they're at war. Like, whoa. Whoa, I mean, they're at war with each other. She is my partner. She is my strength. She is my advocate. I don't mean higher than Christ. When I can't talk to anybody else, I know she'll listen. And I know that it's not going anywhere. Because truthfully, I'll let you in on a secret. I'm a very private person. Not because I've got anything 
hidden in my closets. Because I've learned through the years of ministry, you better learn. You better learn or you're going to get knocked out. You will get blown away. So I know I can go upstairs and I can go into our quiet zone and I can share with her everything about my bleeding heart and my messed up thoughts and I can share with her and it's not going anywhere. That encourages me. And she has been waiting for me to do the same. Meaning this, I do encourage her. But I'm back on that first quote. When we were dating, what you got? Let's talk. What you want to talk about? But after we get married, example, as we come to the finish. Last night she was doing her thing. Not that thing, the other thing. I just want to see where you were. And it was a little after 8 o'clock, and she was just enjoying her, her quiet time and doing her own little thing. And I said, you know, I'm dog tired. I just went on to bed. I didn't want to know that I want to talk. I didn't want to have devotions last night. Is there anybody else here tonight? I'm almost finished. I didn't want to have devotions. That means read God's word and pray. Sorry, you guys are so, so spiritual. You've never just wanted to go on to bed and just go to sleep. And it was like they got it for themselves tonight. I went on to bed. I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want any TV. I didn't want any ball games. I didn't want the Bible. I didn't want prayer. I just want to go to sleep. But if I would have stayed up, she'd talk as long as I wanted to stay up. I've got to work on that. Oh, let's close. Let's close. Let's get to the finish line. Men, will you lift me up in prayer? I will pray for you. Last one. God wants us to be able to show Christ to others by forgiving. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, and we're down the stretch And we're ready for the closing. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. All of that stuff creeps into our hearts and into our marriages. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I know, I know, I've got some training, the theological training. I know where Paul was writing. I know who he was writing to. But if I do all of these things at home, I'm going to do the same thing in here. Uh-oh, now he's going to preach it. If I carry malice and anger and slander in my home, I'm going to bring it right in here, and I'm going to take it right out to the marketplace too. So I need to get to work at my home to make sure that I don't slander her, I don't have malice against her, I don't carry anger in my heart towards her or the children or the grandchildren, because it is fun to listen to the pulse. It is fun to listen to that song, let them see you in me. But it is so challenging to really do that. But tonight, I want to encourage couples and singles. I promise you, on the authority of God's Word, this would be God's Word. These are scriptures that I put on a handout for you. If you begin practicing these, you're going to see a difference in your home. You're going to see a difference in those who come into your life. You'll see a difference in the individual who you're going to get to meet. You don't think I want to tuck one of these in in Brittany's room somewhere as she waits upon the Lord for God to bring that special man into her life? You don't think I want her to know this and I want her to share it with that man? 
Because he ain't getting into his, his life without me. Because I'll beat his brains out. Because you don't know what I'm really like. Want me to say that again? God gave her as a gift to Robin and I. She doesn't have a sign on her. She isn't for sale. She isn't available. Would you stand with me tonight? In just a moment, we're going to have a, a, a moment that's going to be so cool. Father, across this room, we thank you tonight for your word. Father, I thank you for my family. I thank you for the family in this house. Father, I thank you that we can be real and genuine and we can talk and we can discuss and we can break bread and the word of the Lord can be given to us and it can transform marriages. Right now, once again, here we stand and I'm asking that the resurrected Lord would resurrect marriages, make marriages better now than they've ever been. I pray that we would forgive and that we would let go. I pray in Jesus' name that we will work on our ABCs. I pray for those that are single. I pray for those that are facing separation or going through a divorce, whatever it might be. Lord, I'm covering all angles of the playing field, and I'm asking that you will show yourself strong on behalf of my family members. And I pray that Robin and I will continue to live in such a way that people will absolutely be able to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. That if you could turn us around, if you could do something in our lives, you certainly can do it for anybody else. Tonight, we want others to see you in us. And so now I ask that you will bless every marriage, every husband, every wife. May they grow closer together. May they model what they want their children to receive. And I speak over singles that they will wait upon the Lord and that they will trust you and that they will renew themselves in you and that you will absolutely provide that special person in their lives. Now we ask that the covenant of your word would connect us to the ministry of the Holy Spirit and that we will absolutely stay undercover and in relationship to that special person you placed in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.